Hey dreamers, it's a new year. And if you're ready to take the next step in your interpretation journey, I wanna invite you to the Breathing Underwater membership. This is a monthly subscription mentorship where we have live Zoom calls where we do interpretations of one another's dreams, we ask questions, and we seek God in community. We also have a private Facebook group with weekly teachings as well as a one-on-one coaching or dream mapping call with me every month. Because we all need a little help interpreting our dreams and I believe God designed it to happen in community. And it's just plain fun. So sign up today. We would love to see you there. We were designed to hunger for the deep things of God, to thrive on faith and wonder, to seek out divine wisdom that defies human logic. We were designed to unlock the mysteries of God. This is Breathing Underwater. Hello, welcome to episode 50. My name is Margot. This is Breathing Underwater. And it might actually sound like I'm talking underwater a little bit because I have the gnarliest head cold. And I'm sure you can hear it. My stuffy nose, I can only hear out of one ear. So I'm not sure how this is going to go, but I thought I cannot take a break. My listeners need to learn about soul dreams. This is a very, very important thing. So I am not going to take even a week break. That's kind of a joke because I do believe in rest and I don't feel that awful, but I do think it's very important that we're talking about interpreting soul dreams today because you guys are having them. You're having a lot of them. I have them. I have a lot of them and you are going to get breakthroughs, breakthroughs in recognizing your own state of of being, your own heart and also breakthroughs in intimacy with God as you learn to interpret these dreams. I have had so many testimonies over the last few weeks since I've been talking about this and teaching on this more and interpreting more soul dreams. Even last uh, week, we had our membership call and we went all through soul dreams and it was a really deep time. And I've had just awesome testimonies. So I feel pretty convinced that this is going to be important for you to hear too. So today in episode 50, we are going to talk about how to interpret soul dreams, how it's different than regular dreams. And this comes on the coattails of the last two episodes where we have been building a foundation about our soul and how important and beautiful our soul is to God and how important it's meant to be to us and the real challenge sometimes to be integrated with ourselves and know ourselves. But the beauty of coming into relationship with our own soul and the call to come into relationship with our own soul so that we are becoming who we are fully meant to be. And our souls are eternal. The work that we do with our souls is eternal work. So I've been building the case for why the soul matters as well as why soul dreams matter. So that's what we're going to be all about today. You may have noticed that I have not given you the meanings for some of the numbers in the past weeks because a lot of the episodes land on numbers where there isn't a whole lot of significance that I can find other than just adding together the numbers that we've already gone through. But today is episode 50. And of course, you got to know 50 is a cool number. It's a powerful number. It's five is the number of grace. So of course, we can always think of a multiple of five is multiplied grace. But there's actually a really unique 
special, specific meaning for the number 50 that comes from scripture. The number 50 represents deliverance or freedom from a burden or things being set back, like reset, set back to the way that they were originally intended to be. And it means these things because the 50th year is the year of jubilee. Have you heard the term jubilee before? God decreed, made a law that every 50th year on Yom Kippur, that year would be called the year of Jubilee. And this was the year that all debts were settled. All debts were settled. All inheritances were returned to their owners. Anyone who was working off a debt, like being a slave to someone else, was actually set free and returned back to his own land. This is awesome. And this isn't all. 50 also is significant because of Pentecost, Pentecost, which was 50 days after Passover. So 50 also represents the coming of the Spirit, the coming of the Spirit upon all flesh. That's what happened at Pentecost, which happened 50 days after the Passover. So this number is speaking of deliverance, freedom from a burden, things being set back to the way that they were originally intended to be and the coming of the Spirit on all flesh. Now that, my friends, is a doozy of a number. Just as a refresher, When we're talking about soul dreams, I mean the dreams that we have at night that are sourced from our soul. This isn't a dream that's sourced from God. This isn't a dream that's sourced from the demonic realm. This is a dream that's sourced from our soul and about our soul. And I don't know if anybody really knows how this happens, but my sense is that it's our soul basically speaking to us in that dream and showing us what's happening inside of it. Or it's God moving through our soul and bringing to the surface what's happening in our soul for us to see. Either way, we interpret soul dreams a little bit differently than other dreams. I'm going to get into the process for soul dreams in just a moment, but there's a couple things that I want to say before we do that. The first is, you're sh- I'm sure you're asking right now, how do I know it's a soul dream? First, tell me, how do I even know that it's a soul dream? You're going to get better at discerning the different sources of your dreams as the more you practice. However, I would say soul dreams are probably one of the easier ones to distinguish because it's very emotional. Usually when you're writing down like the date and giving it a title and writing if the emotion was positive or negative, usually if you're seeing negative emotion in your dream, that's probably a soul dream or at least a soul part of the dream. It could also be a demonic dream. So we definitely want to distinguish between that. But a lot of the negatively emotional dreams that you're having are from your soul. And that is one of the reasons we don't want to deal with these dreams is because they seem bad. But that brings me to the second thing, this kind of disclaimer that I want to make very, very, very clear here. This is going to make a huge difference. Soul dreams are not prophetic dreams. Okay, we cannot treat soul dreams like prophetic. That's one of the things that we do when we have negative emotion. We think, oh, this is bad or something bad is happening. I don't want to look at this. No, 
Soul dreams are not prophetic. They are showing us what is happening inside of your soul and areas where there is need for healing or there is fear or there are lies that we're believing so that we can actually remedy that. The more you actually pay attention to the negative emotion, the much higher the odds are that that negative emotion is going to go away because it wants to be recognized. It wants to be acknowledged so that something can be done about it, so that truth can be brought in there. It's aching for the touch of Jesus, for a touch of truth. So don't be afraid to look at that negative emotion. That's why it's there. It's trying to get your attention. I just recently had lunch with a friend and she was telling me something that she was afraid of happening in a particular relationship. And then she told me that she ended up having a dream that that very thing happened in her dream it happened. And so of course she was feeling afraid that that was speaking about that thing actually happening and it was stirring up the fear that was already there. This is an example of her having a soul dream where what was coming up in the dream was a fear that she was already having. Okay, so if you're having dreams about, oh my gosh, that thing I feared came to pass, that is not prophetic about that thing happening. We do want to partner with fear. We don't want to partner with what the enemy is saying is going to happen. No, we want to recognize, oh, this is a fear that's in my soul that this thing is going to happen. This isn't prophetic. This is actually a beautiful opportunity for my heart to see what's actually there and to uproot this lie that is causing this fear to be there. So I counseled my friend in the exact, in that exact way. This is the kindness of God that this came up So that this fear isn't actually going to sabotage your relationship, that you can actually see that this fear is there. It's based in the past. And now you can take it to God and say, God, this fear is still here. Fear isn't from you. Will you uproot this and, and speak the truth to me? Because that's actually the part that is up to us, is once we recognize what's there, then we can acknowledge it and we can bring it to him so that he can reveal where it was rooted. He can do the supernatural work and we can do either the forgiving that needs to happen, or we can be receiving his truth in the place of that thing that needs to be uprooted. Okay, this is the work of the soul, and this is the beauty of soul dreams. Okay, now that you know how to identify a soul dream, and you know the disclaimer, this is not prophetic, don't get caught in the fear that this is prophetic, I'm going to tell you how we interpret soul dreams and how it is a little bit different. So if you've been following the podcast, you know that I am always encouraging you when you record your dream, to when you write it down, to put the date you had it, to give it a title as if it were a movie, and then to write down the emotions you had in the dream. This is important because the emotions help us decipher the tone of the dream and how to interpret certain symbols, but also it points to the source, right? So this is why we're asking about that because if it was negative emotion, if it was fear, it's probably either a demonic dream or a soul dream, like we said. So we're still writing that information down for every dream. Then once we recognize it is a soul dream, what we want to do instead of What we normally do is we look at a dream and go, okay, I'm looking at the symbols. I'm thinking very metaphorically. I want to first decipher what area of my life is this about? Is this dream about me? And if so, what area of my life is this about? And then we go into interpreting the symbols. We do not do that first with soul dreams. We leave that for later if it is necessary. What we do first and foremost is we focus on the feelings, 
Focus, focus, focus on the feelings, feelings, feelings. And this means when you look at your soul dream, you want to write down the emotions that you're having in the dream. They may have been really strong or they may not have been as strong, but definitely there. Sometimes there's more of a a kind of low-lying agitation or anxiety in a dream. That matters. Definitely write that down. Sometimes it's very obvious you're really angry or having the other extreme of rage, right? Write that down and anything in between. So write down the emotions that you had in the dream. But then from there, what I would do is you can go through this methodically if you want to, or you can just go with whichever one sticks out. I would write out a particular scene where you were feeling emotion. Write out what you were feeling and why you were feeling it. Then once you have that written out, you're going to look at that and you're going to try and overlay that over your waking life and ask yourself, where am I feeling this same thing? Where am I feeling something similar in my waking world? Let me give you an example. I had a dream that I bought a cherry mocha from a restaurant. And when I went outside to drink my mocha, nothing was inside of it. It was like nothing had even been in there. And I spent this time second guessing if I had already drank it or not. And then I came to realize, no, I think they just never gave it to me. So I went back inside and I said, hey, you didn't give me my mocha. And they didn't believe me. And I ended up feeling really sad and really upset that I had paid for something that I didn't receive and that they didn't actually validate that. So if I'm going to sit with that part of my dream, I'm going to journal out and say, I was feeling confused and doubting myself about whether I had drank that or not. Then I felt grieved and angry that I was not validated and that I didn't actually receive what I paid for. Okay, now when I write that out or even just now as I'm speaking that out, I can already tell you where that overlays in my waking life because because those emotions are familiar to me. So I didn't have to work too hard at that, but some of you may have to take a little time to recognize what it is you're feeling and why in the dream and recognize where that correlates in your waking life. Especially if you're having, you know, soul dreams, sometimes your soul, you're not as connected to your soul during your waking life. So this might take a little digging and it might take a little time, which is absolutely okay. Some of us are wired to be more connected emotionally, just naturally, so we can intuitively sense where that's happening already. And some of us, it'll just take a little bit longer, but you absolutely have the ability within you to recognize that. Your heart is really smart and it's wanting to bring this up for a reason. So it's going to reveal to you where you're feeling that in other areas. I'm going to give you two more examples. I have two more soul dream examples to give you from two different people. And the first one is from one of my members. We ended up having our membership call last week or a couple weeks ago. And like I mentioned, we ended up talking about soul dreams and it was a really profound time. She ended up having a a soul dream experience right after this and knew what to do. And so she sent this testimony to our Facebook group. I'm going to read it. I have permission to share it with you. She wrote, ironically, early this morning, I had a classic soul dream. I was in a college class in the back row and fell asleep through the lecture and woke up in a panic because the class was dismissed. I missed everything. 
I was trying to stuff the papers the professor handed out into my very full backpack, but they kept falling out. I was so frustrated at myself and how I missed it. But I learned yesterday not to push the soul away, but to invite the Father into those places of our heart. I had an incredibly profound time with him this morning, exploring where in my life I was feeling this panic, frustration, what am I missing, and feeling like a fool. So do you see that? Do you see how she recognized from this dream that there was panic and frustration over missing something and feeling like a fool? And that's exactly what she brought to God and he got to speak into for her. I just love this. Okay, the next one I'm going to share with you was emailed in. Because I don't have the dreamer sitting in front of me, I can't get her feedback from these questions. So there's only... a a small amount that we're going to be able to do in the interpretation process here, but I'm going to do this to utilize the structure that I just showed you, okay? And I told her that I was going to be interpreting this live today, so hopefully I'll be able to follow up with her and see how this resonates. She wrote, I was in a doctor's office, like a lab. There were those blood draw chairs all over. They took my blood and I was waiting for the result. Then I felt something like maybe I'm pregnant. I didn't understand what was going on, but people were finding something out. I think Isaac was there and someone else. Then someone came over to me and they said something. The lady started to speak to another lady in Spanish. I don't speak Spanish and this really irritates me. And the other lady said something about my weight, like she was referring to me needing to lose weight. They started speaking in Spanish again and they were laughing. It felt really rude. Someone called me over and they gave me this box with, I guess, my blood and other stuff in it. I was so upset. And then the two ladies just took me and said, you're done. And I couldn't talk. I was trying to talk, but my mouth would just make garbly noises or not open. I was trying to say like, no one's going to talk to me. And then the lady said, well, this is your blood. And I looked at her like, duh but my mouth still wouldn't open. No words. All garbled. It was awful. And then I realized I could write something. So I wrote down, you need to talk to me. I'm a human. And that's the end of the dream. She goes on to say, overall, it was a totally distressing dream. And when she listened back to the recording, she actually got choked up at the part where they handed her the box with the blood in it. Okay, so these are important things to recognize. A distressing dream. Ding, ding, ding. I'm going to say I think this is definitely a soul dream. There might be some demonic influence, but this I'm going to interpret as a soul dream. So first of all, I would go through the emotions that happened in the dream. I would do this with her, or if this were my dream, this is what I would do. I would look at, okay, sounds like she's experiencing some kind of confusion, like she didn't understand what was going on in that place. And then when the women started to speak to one another in Spanish, she also couldn't understand, right? Because she doesn't speak Spanish. And that really irritated her. So I would ask her first and foremost, is there something that you don't understand that you're feeling confusion about that's really irritating you, that's irking you? Then as we go down and they ended up handing her the box that had her blood in it, she got really upset. So I would ask her, Tell me more about upset. Tell me more about what that emotion actually was and have her name more maybe specifically what upset meant and why. She might say something. This is just an example that I'm making up. She might say something like, 
okay, more specifically, I felt grieved that they took blood from my body and I didn't have any say in it. Or more specifically, I felt grieved that something really personal was taken from me without my say. I didn't have a voice in it. Okay, now I just made that up, but that's a way that you would maybe articulate out what you were feeling and why. And then we would take that to see where that overlays in her life. And then we get to the part where at the very end, she is trying to speak and she can't. So I would definitely ask her, tell me where there's an area in your life where you feel like you don't have a voice or where you feel like you're not heard or where you feel like you've tried to speak up, but you can't. And potentially, is there an area in your life where you feel you've been treated um, even inhumanely. So that's all I would do to really investigate and see what came up for her. And then what I would do is go over a couple of the symbols in the dream to see if they added any value or if they helped us with understanding the areas of her life. In this dream, there were a couple that stuck out to me. Again, I don't think we need to over-interpret symbols in a soul dream, only if it's going to add more value or actually expand on the interpretation. What I have found is when we try first to interpret a soul dream with the symbols and everything that we end up overanalyzing because there's not a lot of fruit from it. It feels pretty dry. That's why we go first for the feelings. That is usually what cracks it open. And then the symbols usually just add to it. So this is what I would ask her about. These are the things that stuck out. The fact that she was in a lab, the fact that she had the thought, maybe I'm pregnant. And then this person, Isaac, was there. So I'm thinking that it could be significant that she's in a lab and I would ask her something like, do you feel like you're in a time of testing? Do you feel like your life right now is a time of testing? Now, I'm not prophesying you're in a time of testing because that's not at all what this dream is saying. This is a soul dream. This is coming from her soul. This is what her soul is experiencing. So I'd ask her, do you feel like you're being tested? Because this is a lab. And what do you do in labs? You're tested. You get your blood tested, right? And I would see how she responded to that. And then potentially, do you feel like you're being tested in your life around promises of God? Or t tell me about the significance of God's promises in your life. And I'm bringing that up for two reasons. Because the pregnancy thing stuck out. And we know that symbolically, a pregnancy in a dream represents the promise of God that we're carrying that is meant to come to birth, right? But then after that, she mentions that someone named Isaac was there. Now, who is Isaac in scripture? Isaac is the fulfilled promise of Sarah and Abraham, right? That was that long-awaited promise that was actually fulfilled. So here is what feels like a pattern to me. She talked about pregnancy, and now we're talking about Isaac. And I know pregnancies represent the promise of God, and now here is Isaac, the fulfilled promise of God. So I would ask her about that in her life. Does it feel like this dream could have to do with that area of your life? In certain circumstances, someone named Isaac shows up, I might ask her, who is Isaac to you? What do you think he would symbolically represent in your dream? But in this case, I really think it's just about the fact that his name is Isaac correlating with that pregnancy comment. So 
that's what I would bring to her and that's what I would ask her and we would go from there and say, okay, this is where it's resonating. This is where it feels like it's overlaying in my personal life, in my waking life. And then the rest is going to be up to her, just like mine was up to me and just like the gal from my membership was up to her. It's up to then the dreamer to take that information to God, to take it to heart, to journal through it and be with herself and process that more and ask the curious questions to God. Why, why am I feeling this way? Where is this rooted? What do you want to say about it? Okay, that draws us into intimacy with God and intimacy with ourself. That is the point of dreams. Dreams are just a communication, a door that we walk through into more and deeper relationship, okay? Not all the information is going to be in, in the dream. It's going to be an invitation into more. Okay, I am going to end here today because I want you guys to get out there and start interpreting those soul dreams. That is my charge to you. That is the encouragement is just start interpreting them. Take the tools that I showed you today and do your best and see what you can get from these soul dreams. And I would love to hear your feedback. I'd love to know when you had successes. I'd love to hear those testimonies. I'd love to hear how God is drawing you. But also if you have questions, if you're stuck, if you feel like, I don't know where to go from here, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. My email is in the show notes or you can find me on social media. All that information is on there. Also, I am taking email dreams. So if you have a dream that you would like me to interpret on the podcast, feel free to email that in as well. Again, that information is in the show notes. So I will leave that with you. And if you are enjoying this podcast, would you take just a minute to leave a rating or a review? It's really easy to do, and this helps me a lot. Get this podcast to the people that are meant to hear about it. I really appreciate it. And as always, I loved being with you. I look forward to chatting again next week. We're going to have a live interpretation. And until then, happy, happy dreaming. Mm -hmm.